Hey, this is Dave from CheapWineFinder.com, and today uh, we're doing part two of Let's Talk About Cheap Wine. And just to do a quick summary of the part one, is basically that there is no price point where at this price, this is where good wine is and everything under it is bad wine, or there's a price point where, oh, that's too much for wine. It's all overrated. It doesn't really work that way. Wine costs what it's supposed to cost. Each category is that way for a reason. I mean, um, you know, sometimes I'm just, just the thought occurred to me, sometimes champagne is priced because that's what you'll pay for it. And that's part of wine too, but there usually are legitimate economic reasons why wine costs what it does cost. The, the two buck chucks and what have you, they're all, you know, they, 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 they grow them and they pick them as inexpensively as possible. There's, there is the most basic winemaking methods used. Um, there's very few people involved in the process, and, and then they, they make it in bulk, and they do everything possible to make it inexpensive. It's not easy. It's not easy to do, and they do it, and that's what Two Buck Chuck's all about. And um, and then you go up a little bit to the $10 range, and, and those wines, they make the wines in a certain way that makes it come together quickly. They use certain production methods, and it's a brighter, um, fruit-forward, and you know, citrusy bright fruity wine that uh, th- that doesn't need tons of aging and that they can sell it quicker it's um like a white wine that costs 10 bucks in 2019 you usually see 2018 on the label and uh red wine will maybe have 2017 and occasionally 2018 if it doesn't need much oak you know when you get up to 20 bucks then those wines are kind of made more like the wines that need to be aged they they tend to have more of the complete or the more involved winemaking techniques going on, and they have longer um, oak aging if it's in oak or whatever they're using to age it. And the barrels tend to be, uh, you know, more French oak barrels. Though nowadays a lot of barrels are used, but you know that. But there is different production techniques that make those wines cost more money. Now, uh, there are independent wineries who, who try to make um, affordable wines, and they, they will have wines that are kind of like in the $10 to $12 range, but because they're smaller independent wineries who are using basically their own grapes or, you know, or their neighbor's grapes sometimes, um, they can't sell for $10 to $12. They, they, they can't make 100,000 bottles. And, and so you might get their wine. It's it's in the ten dollar range, but it's in the fourteen fifteen dollar range. But you know, I like to support that because anytime a independent winery tries to make wine for everyday wine for people, you know, even even if the economics mean they can't make it for eight dollars, that they're trying. I, I, I you know, I like to support that. I mean, there's all sorts of wineries that you know make two hundred dollar bottles, and you know, in People buy it, and that's fine, you know, that, but, you know, big deal. I mean, I could probably make a wine for, you know, if I have, if I had their resources, I could do it. Maybe, maybe not, but just the same. But they are every, every little stratosphere. And, you know, when you go above $20, then you start getting into um, particular vineyards and particular wineries and particular rock star 
winemakers and it goes up and up and up as all these elements come together you know the more you know this is good wine here this is bad wine there that's that's not worth it there you well, it's if you like it and you have the money to buy it and it's worth it and if you like it and it tastes good then it's a good wine i remember when i first started writing cheap wine finder i would look up the wines and try to read about them and i would come across um reviews about from other bloggers or wine you know wine websites and it, i would invariably read oh it's okay for the price and i'm like no it's not it's either okay or it's not okay that what you know it's not okay for the price you know if it's a bad wine and it's cheap it's still a bad wine you know don't cop out if you like it you like it doesn't matter you know i you know i'm always surprised i'd I had a. I just drank a um, Muscadet that uh, from Trader Joe's that was four ninety nine that I thought was great. I love that thing. I mean, it's a, this bright little white wine, perfect summer wine. It's a Muscadet from the Lower Valley, like, and it's four ninety nine. You know, I mean, most Muscadets were fifteen. Like the the Samolets, like the thirty five dollar ones. Well, you know, most people go oh, four ninety nine. That's not good. Well, I thought it was. You know, and. I'm the only one that matters when it when it comes to my opinions, you know. Um, so that's that. So buying wine, buying inexpensive wine. Now, I'm not a huge fan of, of two buck chuck, um, or like the winking owl from Aldi's. I don't really enjoy drinking those wines, though. I, when I'm in Trader Joe's, I often see someone with a case of two buck chuck, and it's like, oh, okay. I mean. There's people who really love this stuff, and that's you know that's okay with me. I'm you know it, yeah, fine. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but that's what makes the world go around, and that's why there's fifteen thousand different bottles of wine floating around the United States of brands. So if you're looking for really cheap wine, um, box wine. Box wine is huge in France. It's they love it because they. You know, they drink it every day. I mean, the people who drink it have that tradition. They drink it every day. They weren't, you know, they weren't drinking uh, Grand Cru Bordeaux or Grand Cru Burgundies. They were drinking, you know, bulk wine. Uh, they 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 would, you know, they they would drink, you know, they get big gallon jugs of it and whatever. Box wines are perfect for them. So don't think that box wines are somehow bad. Because I remember when it first came out, people used to, I used to hear people say that they thought that there was certain like bad box wine that we put in there. But no, it was the same as everything else. But the problem is, is that there's no air getting to the wine. And you need, wine needs to be aerated, tastes best. And I was looking at Black Box on their website, and they even recommend that when you pour a couple glasses, that you sit them for 15 minutes before you drink it, which is kind of, you know, because one of the things about box wine that is good at the convenience, but you know, how convenient is it that you have to wait 15 minutes? Because um, I can't wait sometimes. But, you know, and then you try to aerate it. I mean, um, you know, you, you get an aerator and you're holding the aerator. Then you need a third hand to put the spigot. You know, I think maybe just get a, a glass water pitcher. Don't get a plastic one. Get a glass one and, and pour what you think you're going to drink into that. And by the time you pour everything into the water pitcher, then you Get over to where you're, you're, you're having, you're enjoying your wine. You pour it in those glasses. It's probably going to be pretty much aerated by that point. A couple of swirls and you're ready to go. Um, you know, the, uh, the people like decanters, but, you know, you don't need – decanters are hard to clean, and you don't need it for box wine. I mean, a, a glass water pitcher is fine, um, and that's good. And then, um, oh, what else I like for cheap? 
Um, Trader Joe's has the Lagrangia 360 wines. They're from Spain. They're like a step up from the everyday wines of Spain. Like, I'm not sure if it still is, but it used to be the most planted grape in the world was Arian, which was a Spanish white wine that they drank every day. That was, that was their white wine of choice every day for people who are, who are paying two euros. And the red wine that was, you know, planted a ton was Bobo. And that's the two red grapes, or the two white and the red grapes in Spain. And they plant so much of it. It's like, it was the number one white grape and like one of the leading uh, red grapes. And it's like, uh, I never see either one of those. So, you know, so that just tells you how much they drink wine there. And these Lagrangia 360 wines are uh, from the Catalonia region, you know, just uh, north of uh, Barcelona, uh, down the Mediterranean. They're kind of like sort of an extension of the Roussillon and Languedoc region in France, kind of. You know, they're just north of, that is just north of them. Um, and they have uh, Tempranillo, Grenache, um, local white wines. They have a Cava. And they're all under five bucks. And, you know, it's they're, they're tasty. They're a little medium to light bodied for the most part, uh, but that's fine for a $5 wine. And if you're making a sangria, I mean, it's like uh, really good. Uh, I was reading a, a, a recipe for sangria, and they said, uh, get a good Spanish wine, about $20. I'm thinking, no, you don't put a $20 wine in, in sangria. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what are you doing? Because, uh, you know, a $20 Spanish wine probably has about uh, – 12, 14 months of oak and probably American oak, not French oak. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, you don't want all those flavors in there. You want the best tasting, inexpensive bottle of Spanish wine you want because you're putting seltzer water and orange juice and fruit in there. I mean, you don't take a $20 wine and do that to it. That's kind of like a disrespectful, I think, you know, so, so yeah, but if, so yeah, there in this, in the Lagrange 360 for uh, Sangria, I think they're either $4 or $5. And I think it's four. That's, Five bottles of wine for 20 bucks. You know, you can get everything else. You can make enough sangria for a good party and not run out. So that's just something to think about there if you're looking for inexpensive wines. Um, another thing about wine is knowing what you're looking at, what what it actually is. Um, I was in Trader Joe's the other day, and I'm doing a lot of Trader Joe's things today because that's where I'd been the last wine place I've been. And they had one of their Trader Joe's brands, the uh, Reserve or Grand Reserve black labels. Sometimes the Trader Joe's wines, you can't tell if it's a Trader Joe's exclusive or a um, retail brand they just happen to have in the store. But um, this is a Trader Joe's brand, and it was a Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, but it was the vintage was 2017. I was thinking, oh, that's kind of young for a Napa cab. Now, that... And I looked up, and um, you know, there was a whole shelves of of cabernets, and on the top shelf was about four or five legit retail Napa cabs, and they were either 2015s, 2013s, or 2012 for the the current vintage. So this 2017 wasn't one of those. I mean, um, they were made differently. Because the 2017 is like the kind of drink it now wines you might see California on the label, maybe Mendocino, maybe Monterey, Central Coast, Lodi, even those get a little pricey uh, for Cabernet. 
so this was a wine that was made like the $10 wines come together quickly, uh, fruit forward, bright, um, tasty. I mean, this is, that's the most popular and the, the, and it's claim to fame is they had Napa fruit in it. It had Napa Cabernet Sauvignon. You don't normally get Napa, <laughs> Napa grapes, especially Cabernet Sauvignon grapes and a $12.99 wine. So you're not getting this full blown, you know, Napa cab for cheap. You're getting a inexpensive drink it now cab with grapes that don't normally belong there. So that's what that is. And so that's not a bad wine. That's interesting. I mean, if you're used to just buying a cab and it says California or or maybe, you know, it says North Coast, which means it's from a couple of things or whatever. Um this is going to taste a little different. It's going to be the same style. It's going to be the same bright, fruit forward, a very attractive style. I mean, it's the most popular that the the, the type that they make the ten dollar, twelve dollar wines is the most popular wines out there. Uh, but it's not. But don't think because it says Napa Cabernet on the label that you're getting a upscaled wine for cheap. It's it's a regular wine, you know, regular drink it now wine with 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 unusual grapes, at least for that price range. Now, on the flip side, this uh, spring, uh, the Trader Joe's had a Grand Reserve Willamette Valley Pinot Noir. And with that wine, that had been aged in oak barrels for 16 months. Now, you don't age a $10 to $12 Pinot Noir in oak barrels for 16 months. The whole, All the production techniques there are designed for the wine to come together quicker and to and to limit the aging so it's ready to go earlier. So this was made because you don't put wine in 16 months and there's and there are you know exceptions to everything but generally speaking you just don't do that just you don't find that. So this was made in the full-blown Pinot Noir Willamette Valley production style because uh, 16 months is is legit for a Willamette Valley Pinot Noir. And there's $12.99. And it said Trader Joe's on label. So what you were getting there was a wine that would probably sell uh, between $25 and $40. I mean, you don't know um, where the grapes came from. You don't know who made it. You don't know, you know, you don't know what happened. But if it came from someone's vineyard and maybe a single vineyard, it'd probably be 40 bucks. If it uh, it was some estate fruit, and they bought some fruit from their neighbor. Then maybe twenty five bucks, and it was some combination in between. It's thirty five bucks. But their twelve ninety nine wine was something different. Um, that was you were getting a huge bargain. One, you're just getting something unusual. The other, you're getting a huge bargain, and you got to figure those out on the fly while you're in the store. Uh, one thing I always do, like when I'm um, Looking to get a look, looking to buy wine, I'll, I'll I'll look go on the website for a local wine shop and see what's on sale. Because uh, I you know I buy what's on sale. I mean I can always wait till next month to buy a wine unless it's something I really have a taste for, and then I'll you know as long as it's not overpriced I'll buy it. But when I look at it, I will always like you know just Google the wine and maybe get on their web page and see what they say about it. If something looks interesting, and you know sometimes you get on their web page and the and it's all lifestyle. It's, you know, you're, you're going to be drinking this on a boat with people being happy. And it's like, they don't say anything about the wine. And that usually is, you know, it, it might be a perfectly drinkable wine. It might be, 
I mean, I mean, imagine it's targeted at a certain a certain group of people, and they probably know what the certain people like to buy, so it kind of tastes like what they want to buy. And if you're the people, you're going to like the wine. But when they don't tell you about with wine, they don't tell you about things that you're probably not going to be impressed with. The reason they don't say it is because you don't want to know. Um, so if you ever see a like a Cabernet Sauvignon or, or a Zinfandel, and it's 100%. You know, it's in the lower price. You know, it's like a $12 wine, and it's 100% Zinfandel. It's 108. What they're doing is they're telling you that they have really good grapes. Because um, normally, when you look at a, a value-priced wine, um, you'll see like a Zinfandel will have Petite Syrah in there, or, you know, and you know maybe Merlot or something. Just whatever the grapes need, they'll add to it to make the wine. And a Cabernet will, you know, uh, they, they'll put in Merlot and Cap Franc, and, which is the Bordeaux blend. But that's there uh, for a reason. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, it, it, sometimes when the inexpensive wines or the value priced wines, it's there to make the whole better than the parts of the sum. Um, it's not a bad thing if they, if the wine, if the grapes needed help and they gave it help. Well, good. Cause it can be a really great tasting wine, but if you see like in a $12 wine and it's a hundred percent Merlot, it's a hundred percent Cabernet Sauvignon, it's hundred percent Zinfandel. They're telling you, Hey, we got great grapes. And if you see, um, where, where, what's a red wine, they're talking about their Oak. Uh, it says it's in barrel. It's in French Oak for seven months. It's on French Oak. And if they don't say it at all, then uh oh, yeah, we, you know, I gotta wonder what's going on there. But um, so you got 100 percent uh, Zinfandel. You got uh, you got in barrels. You know, it's they're telling you that they didn't need a lot of help. They did. They did. They made the wine the old fashioned way. And if you got you had to add a bunch of stuff in there, and it's on barrels, which means that they put oak chips in there, oak staves, or something. To you know, rather than a barrel, they put uh, oak staves or chips or whatever into a steel stainless steel tank. Well, you know, sometimes the, these wines cost exact same amount of money and one was made, you know, one, you know, one was winemaker doing his best to, to make it, make a good wine. The other one was the grapes were really good and they just did the normal things. And you kind of want the grapes that are good, that do the normal things. And if you look at that up, you can see that and you can figure out which one's you know, it doesn't mean you're going to, it actually doesn't mean you're going to like it better than the other one because everything's the style which they made. But picking out the ones that have better production values than the other, drinking the wine that the winemaker, I mean, the, the winery or the brand, whoever was in charge of it, try to hide how they made it. And they're, they're not telling you because if you knew you wouldn't be impressed, that is pretty good. That's part of the, uh, that's part of what's going on. Um, it looks like I'm going to need a part three here because I've only got to $10 wines. And so I'll cut that, cut this off for now until the next time. Um, keep it cheap. This is Dave and I'll be talking to you before too long. Adios. Adios.